At the beginning of this new year of 2020, we are celebrating 40 years of God's faithfulness here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Well, as I said at the beginning of the program, we are celebrating 40 years of ministry here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. Yes, folks, it was 40 years ago on April the 1st that I stepped out in faith to establish this ministry. At that time, I was the Vice President of a university. I had 20 years of university career behind me as a professor of international law and politics and college administration. But God had put a fire in my heart to proclaim the soon return of Jesus. I didn't know the date, nobody knows the date, but I knew we were living in the season of the Lord's return because the signs of the times were shouting from the heavens that Jesus was about to return. And so I went to the university president and I told him that I had decided to resign my job as vice president, had decided to step out in faith and begin preaching. And he said, what church? And I said, no church. He said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm just going to form a ministry and I'm going to go forth and preach Jesus is coming soon. And he said, oh no. And he kind of looked at his desk and he looked back up at me and he said, when are you going to do that? I said, well, I'm going to give you two weeks notice. I'm going to do it on April the 1st. And he looked back down at his desk and he looked back up at me and he said, all I can say to you is that you have picked a very appropriate date, which of course was April Fool's Day. And he was saying that I was making a fool of myself. And many people said that when I resigned that very fine job to step out in faith. Now, folks, I was raised in the church. I went to church as far back as I can remember. I knew the Bible. I had always been a Bible teacher. I had been a Bible preacher. I had taught a lot about faith and preached a lot about faith. But I discovered very quickly there was a big difference in preaching about it and teaching about it and doing it. To step out in faith was very, very scary. Remember those are back in the days before the internet. Today person starting a ministry, it's pretty easy to do if you have a message and you know how to articulate it because you can get on the internet and suddenly you've got the world as your audience. Uh, I have a colleague named Billy Crone out in Las Vegas, Nevada, and, and he just came out of nowhere and established his ministry almost overnight by putting tapes of his sermons and teachings on the internet. But this was 1980, 15 years before the internet was available. And it was tough, folks. Nobody knew me. I wasn't particularly associated with any particular denomination. And um, it was a tough time. I can think back and I remember that uh, for the first three years of the ministry, I don't think I spoke at a church that had more than 40 members. They were all just little rural churches. But God had a reason for that. He was using those three years to fine-tune the message and fine-tune me uh, to be a proclaimer of that message. But by three years into it, I began to get some invitations at larger churches. And what happened was that I began to hold a lot of meetings that would start on Sunday morning and go through Wednesday night. And, and uh, I was holding like 40 a year. I was on the road all the time. And uh, finally what happened one day is one of the trustees came to me and said, you know you're burning the candle at both ends. You need to take some time off. I said, well I, I agree with that, but how can I take time off? 
And that was when the Board of Trustees decided that they wanted me to take a sabbatical. And so in the year of 1987 I took a sabbatical. And I told them, I said, well how are we going to keep the ministry going? It wasn't a big ministry at that time. We had a, a radio program that was broadcast daily for 15 minutes called Christ in Prophecy. And uh, we had I think two or three staff members at that time. But uh, I, I wanted to keep them on. I didn't want to lose them. I wanted to pay them. And, and so I said to the board, how are, we going to, how are we going to finance the ministry if I can't go out and speak? And they said, we have no idea, but we know that it's God's will for you to take a year off and do no traveling whatsoever. You can continue with the radio program, but you cannot travel. We want you to rest for a year. And God will supply. I said, okay. Well, shortly after they made that decision, which was in 86, a man from Florida who had been supporting our ministry came to visit me. And I told him what they had decided and that the next year I was going to have to stay home for a year and I didn't know how we were going to finance the ministry. He said, David, let me tell you, you need to start a program called a Prophecy Partner Program. Develop partners. And, and say to the partners, uh, you can become a partner of the ministry if you would supply $20 a month or more uh, for a year and pray for the ministry. And he said, uh, uh, that's why I every year give you $365. I give you a dollar for every day of the year. And I said, well, I'd always wondered why you gave $365. So we prayed about that and we started the Prophecy Partner Program in 1987. And just immediately, like 250, 300 people signed up and they supplied the funds that were necessary during that year when I stayed home. And it was one of the most productive years of this ministry. In 1987, I, uh, I, I didn't travel and, and preach, but what I did do is I wrote a book called Trusting God. And uh, that book has turned out over the years to be one of the most successful books I've ever written. And, it, and the subtitle was Learning How to Walk by Faith. I, I, I summarized in that book what I had learned in the last seven years about living by faith. And I did it through anecdotal stories. Uh, also in addition to that I produced a book called the uh, Christ in Prophecy Study Guide, which is still in print to this day. It's a detailed guide to all of the prophecies in the Bible, both the first coming and the second coming prophecies. In addition to that, I went to Israel, only travel I did that year, and we shot a video uh, called The Jews in Prophecy. So those three items began to finance the ministry in the years to follow. And after that year I decided that I was going to pull off the trail and not hold 40 meetings a year, but that I was going to spend more time studying and more time writing books and recording um, cassette tapes back then and writing our articles and expanding our newsletter into a full magazine. And God really blessed that. We began to expand the magazine and the magazine grew to 24 pages, 28 pages. It finally was put out in full color. We began to put out more and more cassette tapes. And finally we began to think about uh, television. And finally uh, all around the, the end of the 90's the staff began to say, David we think you ought to give up the daily radio program and get into television. Well I was dragging my feet about television and I'll tell you why. There were two reasons. The first reason is I had had a lot of experience with television. I knew it was a bottomless pit of expenditures. Always new equipment, always new formats, always something that you had to spend money on. And I didn't want to go on television and beg for money. I didn't want to do that at all. And so I, I, I was reluctant to move to it because I knew it was so expensive. But the most important reason I didn't want to move to it is because when you're on the radio the focus is on the message. But when you move to TV the focus becomes 
the messenger. And the result is overbloated egos. And I didn't want to get into all that stuff. So I just dragged my feet. Meanwhile, the Board of Trustees picked up on what the staff was telling me. And the Board of Trustees began to say, you've got to get into television. We've got to move from, from radio to TV. And so finally, in the year of 2002, September 2002, we dropped all our radio programs because we couldn't afford to do both. And we moved to television. And God has greatly blessed that decision over the years. We have reached so many more people all over the world. Uh, today we're on many national networks, many local stations all around the country. We have access to 110 million homes. And I praise God for the way He has multiplied the outreach. We're putting out videotapes like mad. Uh, we are uh, uh, focusing on uh, publishing books, uh, the internet, is one of our major ways of, of outreach. And also during those years I went to Israel 45 times taking groups over their pilgrimages. We don't call them tours, they're, they're spiritual pilgrimages. But when my wife became very seriously ill several years ago I had to back off that because she became my number one ministry. And so for the last five years we've had a wonderful man by the name of uh, Tim Moore who has been hosting our groups to Israel. And he has done a fantastic job. I trained him to begin with and he has just taken off from there. And so today our outreach consists of uh, a multiplicity of things. Television, videos, uh, uh, trips to Israel, uh, the internet, it goes on and on. And I just have been so blessed by it all. I could tell you about miracle after miracle after miracle that God has performed in the history of this ministry. I really learned how to walk by faith. And I learned that if I had a real need all I had to do was pray about it and God would supply that need in some way or other. And I could never guess how He was going. Oh I could guess but He would never do it that way. He would always do it in some unusual way in order to show me that He was the one doing it and not the particular person who was doing it. That He was the one motivating that person to respond to that need. Another thing that's been characteristic of our ministry over the years is a tremendous outreach all over the world by supporting other ministries. We have right now I think it's something like 15 ministries scattered around the world that we send monthly contributions to. We have about seven here in the United States domestic ministries that we help. In fact during the history of this ministry we have helped establish some five other Bible prophecy ministries. Help them get established, help them with their finances, help them with their organization. And we continue to this day to support those ministries on a fundamental basis each month. We give away more than 10% of our income each year. In fact last year we gave I think it's over $350,000 to domestic and foreign ministries. And that has been a great blessing. I praise God all the time for using us as a channel of His blessings to, to, to motivate people to give us money that we can give to other people to help ministries all over the world to proclaim the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One of the things that I think has been a key to this ministry is that Ever since it began every morning we began the day with a devotional. Uh, this morning for example we began with a demo devotional that lasts about 45 minutes. Uh, we, we get together, we make up our prayer list, and we spend about 30 minutes praying for each other and praying for the letters that have been sent in and praying for the ministry. And I think another key to our success over the years has been the fact that we have kept focused on what God called us to do. He called us to proclaim the soon return of Jesus, to preach the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, and we have kept focused on that particular goal. And one of the things we've tried to do while doing that is to 
not get involved in any sensationalism, any kind of speculation. We try to just simply focus on what does the Bible say about the end times. So it's been a thrilling time this 40 years, and we're praising God for it. We're going to take a brief uh, break right now, and when we come back, I've got a very, very special announcement to make to you. Probably one of the most important announcements we've ever made in the history of this ministry. So stay tuned, and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome to my office. I have been talking about my book, Trusting God, and I'd like to tell you a little bit more about it. I wrote it back in 1987, and since that time it's been through three editions, the last one in 2015. The subtitle of the book is Learning to Walk by Faith. And you know it summarizes what I learned during the first seven years of this ministry about how to rely in faith totally on God to supply all my needs. I do this through anecdotal stories that seem to fascinate people. The most common response I've received to the book over the years is one that says, You had me crying one moment and laughing the next. Regarding the tears, a good example is the story I tell about taking my family to visit Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum. When it got time for us to depart, I could not find my oldest daughter Ruth, who was about 23 years old at the time. I looked everywhere for her. And finally, I found her in a room that is not often visited. It is the room that contains all the Nazi records of the six million Jews they murdered. She was standing in front of a podium that contained the record of a 10-year-old girl who was sent to the gas chambers. My daughter was crying. I put my arm around her and hugged her, and she asked, Dad, how could this happen? I couldn't answer. I was too choked up. We just stood there and stared at the picture of a child who represented one and a half million children who were murdered in the Holocaust. But the book is not all sad. In fact, it is filled with laughs. For example, I point out that during the 21 years I had a daily radio program before we switched to television in 2002, we often received letters addressed in the strangest way, all because I talked so fast on the radio. I would end each broadcast by telling people to write to Lemon Line Ministries. Well, folks had difficulty understanding what I was saying. So, for example, we got letters addressed to Leg of Lamb Ministries and Lemon and Lime Ministries and Land of Lion Ministries and even Lame and Blind Ministries. The book can be yours for a gift of $15 or more, including the cost of shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen or place your order through our website at lambline.com. And I'll tell you what, with each order, we will include a copy of my 40-page booklet called A Prophetic Manifesto. It talks about the two greatest challenges that we as Christians face today the secularization of society, and the growing apostasy in the church. So, when you write or call, ask for offer number 907, and for a donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Trusting God together with a copy of my prophetic manifesto. If you call, please do so Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, or again, you can place your order through our website at lambline.com. In conclusion, as we say here in Texas, I hope these two books will bless your socks off. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy. And as you can see, I've been joined on the set by one of our staff members. He is my associate evangelist, Colonel Tim Moore. Now, back in 1980, when I established this ministry, I decided at the very beginning that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life uh, building a ministry at, that would simply cease to exist the day I dropped dead or uh, if I decided to retire. And so, I didn't call it the Dave Reagan ministry. I called it the Lamb and Lion ministry. 
And I called it that because those are the two great symbolic images that are used by the Old Testament prophets when referring to the Messiah. He comes the first time as a suffering lamb. He returns as the conquering lion. I also did not, never own this ministry. The ministry was set up to be owned by the Board of Trustees. We have 22 trustees. And so this ministry has always been in their hands and they have always been the one that have been the overseers and setting the policies. About a year ago I went to them and I told them that I felt the time had come for me to hand off the ministry to a successor. And I told them that I believe God had raised up that successor in Tim. Tim had been serving this ministry for some six years at that time in a part-time capacity, but he had more than proved himself. And the Board of Trustees voted unanimously to call him as my successor, something that will take place when I step aside in September of uh, 2021, and uh, he will take over the leadership of the ministry at that time. I will retire to my home and I will be working part-time for the ministry writing books. But he will take over the leadership. Tim, how about telling folks about your background and about uh, how you got associated with this ministry? Okay, I'd be delighted to, Dave. Uh, obviously, I was born into a Christian home, blessed uh, to have Christian parents, and raised to understand the faith. In other words, in the admonition of the Lord. And so at an early age, I accepted Christ as my Savior and determined to want to live for Him. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but even from a young age, my parents would tell you I aspired to be a preacher, a pilot, or a politician. I didn't know which one. So as the Lord directed, I did pursue a career of service in the military. I served in the United States Air Force as a pilot, still fly to this day. And then in 1993, you came to the place where I was stationed up in Indiana and shared a message about the prophetic Word of God and sparked a fire in my heart, a passion for God's prophetic Word and anticipation of the Lord's soon return. And of course, after then, I was connected with Lamb and Lion Ministries as a prophecy partner, trying to provide encouragement and support. I was able to go to Israel, as you've mentioned, a couple of times. And over the long haul, I had a yearning to serve in some capacity but I didn't know what the Lord would bring about in terms of an opportunity. So he guided my path into a political role. And for a season, I served in the Kentucky legislature. But I always had a yearning back toward some kind of a ministry role. And so as you have already shared in 2013, I approached you and you were quick to say, please, Tim, come on board. I have a role for you. And I've been very blessed ever you since. You served as a, as, as a volunteer evangelist, yes. going out on the weekends and speaking at conferences in your spare time. In my spare time, yes, sir. Well, what, where did you find in your spare well, time? I like to tell people I, I had a night job with my, my main job as a pilot, the military as well. And then the legislature was a part-time job. It was only 60 or 80 hours a week. And so all my other time was free. <laughs> and I was able to carve out, even with those roles, a prioritization of being able to serve for so this ministry. So you retired from the military a year ago. Yes, sir. You have just resigned from the Kentucky State Legislature after 13 wonderful years of service there. And then uh, you are still serving as a pilot and pilot instructor. For the time being, yes, but sir. But you'll retire from that in the summer of well, 2021? I will, I will move to this role primarily as my full-time job. And really already my commitment is here. Yeah. And my wife would tell you, even though I'm, as you call, a, a part-time volunteer evangelist, I dedicate 
well over 40 hours a week to serving in this role already. Well, Ari, you, you know, you're appearing on our television programs, you're writing more articles for our magazine, yes. you're speaking at more conferences and churches. You've got a lot of experience. Well, I've been very blessed. And you know, it's interesting to me, you mentioned how the Lord had put a fire in your heart. I think He sparked that in my heart in 1993. Yeah. And just like the prophet Jeremiah, I feel if I didn't right. share that, it would just burn up inside me. And I also take great assurance from something that A.W. Tozer once wrote. He said, to the child of God, there is no such thing as an accident. He travels an appointed way. And so even through all those meanderings, the Lord was preparing me for this ministry yeah. and even for this well, role. In my book, Trusting God, I, I emphasize the fact that in a, in a believer's life who's really walking by faith, there's no such thing as coincidence. No. It's only God incidences. It's certainly but true. But there's another thing you've done for this ministry, and that is to host pilgrimages to Israel. Tell us about that. Well, that has been a tremendous blessing because it, it utilizes all the skills that I've gained over the years. I, I would take groups of people on an airplane as part of my military duty. That's what I do with this ministry. I would share teachings through Sunday school and other settings. That's what I do while in Israel. So really all of the different elements of my careers over the years have blended together into that role. And of course, with your training, I just am blessed and feel very adequate for leading people, and it's been a tremendous blessing to a number of folks. Well, we announced to the public that this transition was going to take place yes. back in July when we issued our magazine with your picture and my picture on the front. I hope that didn't scare people to death. <laughs> and uh, so that was uh, the announcement to the public, and also we had already made an announcement to our prophecy partners. Yes. But uh, uh, in recent weeks we've referred to you on television as not only our associate evangelist, but as my designated successor. And we've been getting letters saying, what in the world does that mean? So we thought, well, we'd go ahead and get on TV and, sure. and explain what it means. We're in a slow motion transition. Yes, sir. Tell the folks about that. Well, I think I would assure our, our listeners that we intentionally set about a slow motion transition. As a matter of fact, when Dave, you first brought the suggestion that I would be your successor to the board, they were enthusiastic. But we said, I want you to wait. As a matter of fact, I told them wait four months till our next meeting because I wanted them to prayerfully weigh and come before the Lord to ask, is this your intention and will? After four months of seeking His will, they affirmed unanimously. Set up a transition committee. And set up a transition committee. And we determined this would not be an instantaneous transition, but it would be a slow motion. You all may not realize, even as you watch this program, how much Dave Reagan does. And so not only is there a television program that we air weekly, there is a lot of time and preparation, a lot of behind the scenes work that goes in to producing every one of these programs. But whether it is developing and editing our magazine, whether it is writing books and articles, whether it is overseeing the ministry, we have now of course DVDs, books, magazines, our web-based ministry with Nathan Jones, all of these different roles that David Reagan fulfills and so to take all of that on at one lump sum would be a very difficult task. But we have wisely, and I would say you have wisely, laid out a transition schedule, and we are right on track you know, uh, over we that have a schedule. a transition committee that meets every month by yes. phone, and we go over the transition schedule. Is there anything that needs to be adjusted or changed? So it's moving along smoothly at this point. As you look to the future, do you see any major changes in the outreach of the ministry, or the or the theme of the ministry, no, or the sir. staff of the ministry? I don't see any dramatic changes. As a matter of fact, I think that we will stay. I, I know that we will stay true to the vision the Lord placed on your heart and that now has again made a fire in my own heart and that is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. My prayer is that the Lord returns before this transition is complete. 
We don't know the timing, but if he does, that would be a glorious coming together of all of Bible prophecy. But if he does not, we will be faithful That's to continue right. to clear that message. Well, our viewers are very familiar with Nathan Jones, our internet evangelist, because yes. he serves as the co-host of this program. Yes. But what will he be his role in the future? His role in the future will only expand. He's going to continue to serve through the internet. And we see in the future that becoming a growing portion yes. of this ministry. More and more young people stream most of the television that they watch. And so we understand that the method of communicating with the world will change. Of course, when you started, it was through uh, cassette tapes. Yes. And then it was through <laughs> just a mimeographed uh, newsletter. That's now right. we have come a far piece from that with all of the other media outlets that we utilize right now, and that will only grow. So Nathan and the rest of our ministry team I can assure you will have a, an important role to play. Yeah, I tell people that our newsletter for many years was mimeographed. And <laughs> most people I tell that to don't even know what a mimeograph yeah, well, machine is. I do. I do. <laughs> and, and my wife and I hand addressed hundreds of these things you, until finally we got our first computer. Oh boy, was that wonderful. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, we, I know, are going to continue to serve the Lord in a mighty way. And one of the things that I think is instructive is within our transition committee, every time that we gather together, and sometimes just by conference call, we have a key verse that we cite, and that is Proverbs 16.9. So we've been very intentional about laying out a plan and a transition schedule. But here's the verse, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And we have prayed, Lord, we have a plan, but we want you to direct our step every day, every month until this transition is complete and ongoingly because certainly He has guided and directed our steps and yours for the last 40 years. Yes, and I wanted to point out that uh, in this particular special edition of our magazine about the transition, this was in July and August of 2019, we had endorsements, written endorsements by the chairman of our board, by the my daughter who serves as the chief operating officer of this ministry, yes. uh, by Nathan Jones, uh, by Bob Russell, who's former uh, pastor of one of the largest churches in America and a good friend of yours. Yes. By Joe Wright, another uh, former pastor of a mega church. And by Albert Moeller, who is the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I yes, mean, sir. what more could you ask for? Well, we could ask for the continued blessing of the Lord, and then <laughs> he has poured that out. We actually, I, I have utilized the uh, transition plan book of Bob Russell, and you wisely had advised that. And Bob has continued to mentor through this. There is an old Jewish proverb that says, if you think the world is going to end tomorrow, plant a tree today. A tree. And really that summarizes, we believe that Jesus Christ is coming soon and very soon. But we are still going to invest to the future to make sure that this message continues to be proclaimed yes. until He does arrive. Absolutely. We, we believe that Jesus could come any moment, that there's not one prophecy that has to be fulfilled. But at the same time, we don't know when that's going to be. Exactly. And so we plan like it's going to be a thousand years from now in terms of planning for the development of the ministry, the outreach of the ministry, and the increase in our Prophecy Partner Program, which is very important for we, the continuance yes, of this sir, ministry. Is. And so I would just say this, whether you're a Prophecy Partner or whether you're just a viewer that is connected and affiliated with this ministry. We would welcome your ongoing prayers. We would covet your support. And I'm not talking just financially, but that is very important. But we would ask that you continue to raise up the entire ministry team here. Raise up this transition itself to make sure that we stay true to the vision that the Lord laid on Dave's heart to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And until He comes, that will be our intention. And all I can say to that is, Amen, brother, and Amen. Amen and Amen. <laughs>
As we bring this program to a close, I'd like to ask you to put Tim and me on your prayer list and pray earnestly that the Lord will bless this slow motion transition over the next 19 months. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope the Lord willing you'll be back with us next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 